You're listening to That Great Mank Pod, Greater Manchester's community podcast. Top one, Hi and welcome to this episode of That Great Mank Pod. Again, this is another Mank Spirit Arwigan Festival special. Damien and I chat with Wigan lad James Walton. James describes himself as a writer, and that's exactly what he does. Scripts, stories, spoken word, whatever he fancies taking a crack at. We talked with James about all that, and he also performed a few of his pieces. A great lad, talented, and hopefully someone we'll be working with someday. Check James out on Instagram, at James Walton Writer. How are things with you, anyway? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it's me. Uh, it's actually me. Uh, my thirtieth birthday today. So is it? Have Happy a, birthday, mate! Have a, yeah, cheers. Yeah, so I've officially left the um, left the youth days behind now. So yeah. Oh, mate! It's, mm. I, I'm not so going to lie to you. It's all downhill. Yeah. Other than the weather, there's not much to look forward to once you get over thirty. No, well, I'm a uh, me and my housemates uh, are off to um, off to Scarborough tomorrow for a bit of a jolly boys outing, but you know, right. so I don't think it's going to be a nice weather. But I suppose we can sit inside the pubs now, anyway. So um, yeah, so, I mean, it's fucking crazy there, isn't it? Scarborough, yeah. will be, uh, I mean, if to be honest, it's one of those double edged swords, isn't it? If the weather is nice, it'll be absolutely hammered. Yeah. Um. But, but you know, you'd be in the pub anyway, won't you? It's not as if you're going to be sunning yourself on that beach, is it? Well, yeah, that, that, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, obviously, you'll get the, you won't get the tourists and stuff tomorrow if it's not no. not that nice weather. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it just to uh, get on the sesh, to be fair. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, I, well, I, I might start again. I might not. I don't know, but I haven't had a drink this year. I kind of um, knocked it on the head a bit. Yeah. Um, and it's been, to be honest, there's been that much going on, not really had a chance to think about it and got more done and use your bo- bollocks, you know, more energy and all that sort of thing. But, yeah. you know, as as the uh, the pubs are opening and mm. the, the sun's coming out, it's uh, it's an hard one. But, I'm, you know, I'm 50. Yeah. So I've done my... Uh, I've done my fair share of boozing and it, and it does. It's, it's like a fucking job the older you get. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Especially yeah, when you're with your mates. Yeah, I was going to say, I found over this lockdown, um, I guess with most people, you know, especially when it first started, you tend to find that you're probably more time to drinking. So obviously, yeah, you know, um, but I found some, some days I wake up till like the afternoon, like I'm, you know, sleeping through the hangover or whatever. So that's the good side. But then waking up at like three, four o'clock in the afternoon and yeah. your day's pretty much gone. Yeah, and you, you don't know where you are. That's that's yeah. that's never a good one, is it, really? You know, no. where am I today? This is Damien. Hi, mate. Oh, you all right? James. He, he looks hey. scary, James, but he's not. Oh, <laughs> mate. You all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just having a, a mare with the other computer with all the podcasting equipment. So I've just hobbled downstairs. I don't run anymore. I can't possibly do that. So uh, yeah. I've had to come down and log on to the other laptop. What, what he means is, I'll translate for you, James. What he means is, he forgot about it. I, did, I yeah. sent him a message saying, Where are you? And he's gone, Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, bet you, 
Uh, I've been up there 20 minutes and the computer's just going blue screen, blue screen, blue. Anyway. It does that every time, though, doesn't it? You need to get a new computer. Anyway. I do. I'm waiting for the office to be finished, though, aren't I? Such is life. Anyway, it's not about us. I know. It's not me. You're dead right. You're dead right. <laughs> Listen, th- thanks for this, uh, James. I, I um, no problem. I saw the, the, the video that you did, the horses. Um, yeah. Is it going to, going to the GGs? Yeah, afternoon at the GGs, yeah. Afternoon at the GGs a little while back, and I thought, oh, fucking hell, I like that. He's, I, like, I like the... Yeah. The, the, uh, you know, the, the way you did it, and it was just, yeah, it just made me smile, but in a good way, you know. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's sort of my... um, Obviously, like, you know, um, I kind of... It's a weird one for me, because I've not really stuck sort of with, you know, poetry, like, growing up, I've not really been... Um, sort of into it as you do, like you know, through school, they go for the the stereotypical stuff a lot. Yeah, a lot more. Although these days, I think um, they do have a lot of John Cooper Clark stuff in there as well. So, but obviously in school, I'd never read that. Um, but my kind of thing was, um, I've always, you know, I'd, I just kind of class myself as a writer. Um, yeah. You know, I went to college, Wigan Lee College my local college, um, did media production there and then went on to the Northern Film School in Leeds um, doing film and TV. And then since then I've been making, you know, writing and directing um, films. So I've done one straight from the, all self-funded as well. Yeah. Um, so I did a few short films. Well, I say short, they're like 30 minutes each. Um, and then I've done a feature as well, which again was, you know, self-funded. Um but then when all this lockdown happened, um, you know, the, the thing with films and shows, you know, if, you, if you're a script writer or whatever, you write, you know, you write the script and then there's still about another hundred and odd things you need to do. Obviously you need to, you know, you know, find cast, find crew, find the money, yeah. then go out and make it. Then you've done that. Then you glamorous, need, isn't it? need to edit it. Then you need to, <laughs> yeah. Well, they say that I can't say I've seen any uh, glamorous uh, side of it to be honest um, but then I, I you know I, I just enjoy writing whether it be um, you know I, some people have said now to start doing some stories and stuff so I'll read some bits of ones that I've, I've just started and ones that I'm looking to maybe release but the, the thing with like poems or whatever um, yeah I can, kind of like I say, I've never been into like the stereotypical type of stuff um, and I just found, especially, I think it was literally just as the first lockdown started, if you write a poem, you can write it then and there, and then you kind of finish with it and you can get it out there and it's done. As mm. I said, with script, it's like, right, I've got to go out and find people to help make it, got to cast it, got to do all this other stuff where, you know, you could write a poem, whether it's two or three lines or two or three pages or whatever, and you've got it and it's there and it's, you're not having to think about having to go and find other people to do it it's something you can just do yourself I, I think you can lose enthusiasm um, kind of, for the film pretty yeah. quickly can't you because you start we say this yeah. so you start off with this great idea and you go, oh yeah we're going to do this we're going to do that and then six months down the road albeit that's not the way I work all that kind of well let's you know let's get do this and, and we'll make it the best thing it's like no just get it done do it the best mm. you possibly can and get it out there so people can see it yeah. the amount yeah. of people who, who you say, you know, what you're doing, you go, oh, I've got, I've been doing short films. Oh, have you? Can I watch it? Yeah. Oh, no. 
It's not out. When did you start it? Five years ago. And you (laughs) think, right, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, when I did my first first short film, Tommy, which cost me, I think it was me and about four or five of my mates helped me. Cost me 500 quid. Um, You know, which is nothing really when you say a film, you know, the class of low budget film there was like five to 10 million. Um, You know, so... Um, that's where I just went out and shot it. Me, my thing was to go out. I mean, it got such a good response. It's played at some festivals and stuff. Um, you know, and I just kind of that's the way I've always worked. I always just work with my mates. It's like now, um, my housemates, um, one of my housemates, um, sort of company, Idle Work Factory, and we just kind of, um, it's just us because we yeah. kind of find people some industry people and stuff like that. Like, oh, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, you need to do this, you need to do that. We're, we're kind of got that John Cassavetti style where we just go and get a camera, get the actors and we'll go out and shoot it. Do you know what, mate? It's, not, it's not, I mean, it's not a phrase I particularly like, but it isn't rocket science. No. It's, it's pointing the camera and it's yeah. people pretending. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But I think it, that people have the fear, like they think it's like, oh, no, I need to have this, you know, there's... Loads of short films that I've seen that are like two minutes long and they cost like 30 grand. And it's like, where's that money gone? Yeah. You know, um, but I understand obviously that some money goes on, you know, spending for, for people's wages and things like that. But yeah, it's ridiculous sometimes. You know, if you give me 20, like one of my mates at work with each, his feature film that is nearly finished, it cost him 10 grand. Wow. You know, it's like if someone said to me, oh, there's a million check for a million quid, I'd be like, just make films. Could make like 10 15 films with that. Oh, you could just go on the piss, you could just take it, go on the piss, and never be found again. Million quid, just pay for everything in cash. Yeah, have you not tried accessing the Arts Council funding, James? Um, if I'm being honest, I'm one of them people I don't have the uh, I could probably say mental capacity or I don't have the patience to do anything (laughs) like that, filling out forms and stuff um in the past i've always tried to get a producer um but yeah i just find you know if you go to a council i understand you know people need to especially if you've got something that's big idea or a big project but i just find it, if you're funding it yourself you know you can do what you want it's you know um whereas sometimes if you go for funding you sometimes have to you know um, do certain things that you might not want to do. Whereas if you're funding it yourself, you can just completely go and do your own thing. Especially, like I said, I mean, you know, my first one was 500 quid and that was pretty much, I just, all the locations we used was either outside, uh, friends and family's houses, and then just um, lectures that I had at college. There were certain scenes I was like, right, I need some for a school and then for a hospital. We just made it look like, you know what we needed so do you mean I, what you mean is you were creative yeah well exactly that's yeah. the thing if you've got too much money and a problem comes up you just start chucking money at it whereas if you haven't got the money then you just like they use your creativity what's the scene about all these scenes in a restaurant well what's the scene mean you could just put it in a park instead or mm. on a bench or in the kitchen and just change it it's not about you know, oh, it needs to be in a restaurant. You just got to find what the scene's about, and you know, then you'll get the better performances. And the reason like I that. ask that, James, the reason it's a real massive bugbear of mine. I'm not from an arts background. I'm not, you know, me and Paul are both 
you know, from rough areas in Manchester and stuff like that. Yeah. But we do, now that we're running the charity and we're uh, man-made CIC and we're getting involved in all this, it's, it's really frustrating and really annoying and we're going to do something about it, but we don't know what yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but all this funding's out there. There's millions and millions and millions of pounds in the arts, apparently, right? But when we speak to people like you or a local community group or... And you're all doing fantastic things. There's incredible people in Greater Manchester right across. Um, I ask that question and say, have you tried? And most people go, oh, no, it's too hard. Or, or not yeah. bothered because they're getting... Mate, that money's there for you. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. You've got as much right to that. And you should get, and this is another thing that me and Paul insist, actors, directors, filmmakers, artists, musicians, crafters, you've got a real talent and a real skill. If you, One of my analogies I always use, if you was a carpenter and you made beautiful furniture, you wouldn't mm. give it away, would you? No, well, that's what people expect a lot of the time. That's perfect, that, because... Um, a mate of mine used to say that he'd say, you know, because they kind of, because it's like a creative thing. People think you should do it for nothing or for free. Yeah. But like, say if you brought a painter and decorator around, you wouldn't say, oh, you could, that I'll give you a fiver for that. You know. Um, but then there's also people I think, this as well, people that have got a lot of money and they're turning arts into a bit of a cash care when it's they buy all Nonsense, the best gear mate. and stuff. It's absolute yeah. nonsense. Uh, you look at the R and D grants. I mean, I go on the Arts Council website and I look at what's been funded in each borough, and there's a massive disparity between which boroughs are, are renting the money, because obviously they've got yeah. people in them area that know how to write the bids. And then you look at other areas. I mean, in the mm. last year alone, in Oldham, there was one Arts Council funded project. One. And it, and that's well, an area that's and I'm, I know it's old and that, but that's an area that's massively in need of inspiration, uh, yeah. involvement, investment, and everything else. I mean, you look at Wigan. I mm-hmm. had a look at Wigan, um, and there's not that many projects that have been funded in that area, and that needs to change, mate. Do you oh. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I've had many a times where I've tried to with Wigan Council or. Ex- of the council um, that some of them aren't there anymore but yeah it's just yeah sometimes I just don't get that vibe that they're, they're really interested a lot of the time you get pushed off to somebody else um, but I don't think they realise how beneficial creative and art things are um, to people um, yeah I just don't think they realise that, that that's what it can do for people like, I always think in school that like, art should be you know, um, something, and I don't mean just painting or, or drawing, it could be anything. Um, it could be filmmaking, it could be script writing, it could be writing poems, it could be writing books, you know. Um, even like a lot of people now have taken up things like baking um, and that'll help, you know. And it's, it, Again, it's being creative. If you look at most stuff, most stuff is creative, you know. Creativity um, is a basic human need. It's, mate. Hum- it's, it's human nature to... Tell your tell and develop your story, your narrative. You know what I mean. You know we're, yeah. we're a, a mental well-being charity, and mental well-being to us is sticking a smile on somebody's face. Yeah, don't care how it's done. I mean, creativity is like the ethos behind everything that we do, and don't care how, how creative it is or what it is, as long as somebody gets something out of it. And if they've never tried it before, 
then it yeah. might just be an hour of of their time that they're not thinking of the shit they have to deal with every day, or it could be something where they think, yeah, actually, I like this, and I can get into it, and I'm good at it. Um, yeah. So just just go going back a little bit. So so whereabouts in Wigan were you born? Um, well, obviously it's not there anymore. So technically, Billings Hospital. Obviously, right. I'm part of that here now. But um, I've kind of moved a little bit around, but I'm pretty much slap bang town centre Wigan. Um, I grew up a bit in Shevington as well when right. I lived with my nan and granddad. Um, Welly, uh, lived there for a little bit. Um, my mum currently lives on Darlington Street, which. Um, if anybody knows, was quite a big part in a Rod's Wigan Pier. Right. Um, by all well, yeah, there's quite a bit of that. But yeah, pretty much Wigan Town Centre. Um, so yeah, and then Skulls, Welly kind of area. So, you know, not um, wealthy areas, you know. Grown up a lot on council estate and stuff. Um, but yeah, what, I wouldn't what, have had what, it. Any, any... Sorry, mate, I think we've got a bit of a lag on here. But what's... Um... What's your general opinion of of Wigan as a place? Um, Not to put you in the corner with this, it's no, just, you know, no. I, I'm quite, you know, it's... Um, yeah, Paul's not I, setting you up here. You're not going to no, have no, no, I, torches or... Uh, I don't have blinkers, you know, all these professional manks who go, oh, it's the best city in the world and oh, yeah. anything. No, it isn't. <laughs> it isn't the best city in the world at all. But it's got great people in it and it's got great yeah. communities. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think a big part of my work, whatever it is, um, a lot of the stuff that I write about, especially in film, is to do with social clubs, the community, because um, that's what I grew up around. The way that I write yeah. characters is what I've grown up, especially a lot of time going to, you know, working men's clubs with my granddad and stuff like that when I was a kid, um, watching him ball and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of people in in the towns. I think. Um, I don't know. They seem to be saying they're going to do a lot with it. Like, like there was the stuff with the fire within. Um, I'm not yeah. really quite sure what, what's gone on since. I'm guessing since the lockdown, obviously, a lot of stuff's been scrapped or whatever. But um, there's not much uh, things going on, um, in my opinion. I think a lot of people are kind of deprived of, of that. Um, which I think is a shame. Um, it's one of them towns like, you know, it maybe it's seen as a bit of an odd thing to be a bit creative. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of people that I, I speak to, and again, coming from what I've written and stuff, I've had messages off people like best mates and people that I just know from back home saying that they were thinking of getting into writing or, you know, and asking stuff like that. So it is there, like people... Yeah. I mean, even if it's, you know, not something that you're going to go and sell and millions and millions of people are going to... I always had the thing with my films. I always said, you know, if I show, showed it to an audience of 100 people and one person, you know, came up to me and just said, yeah, I get that. I feel exactly the same. Yeah, with that, that's how I felt or whatever. Then it's succeeded into it in, in, in what it's trying to that's do. That's how we look at it with the charity, um, mate. That's exactly how we look at it with the charity. And most of the time, as, as Damien always says you, you might not even know who that one person is because they might not come up to you and say that but they might go home and they might be inspired enough to to start writing or, or do whatever and and so that that's definitely going to happen because especially when someone you know is talented like yourself and they do mm -hmm. stuff it does it 
it affects people, but you, you may never... And some creators can't live with that. They can't live with the That's why they love theatre, because they want to see the faces in front of them and they want that adulation, which is great. And I, and I, and I get yeah. all that, but it's, you know, it's yeah. not... It's, 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 for me, it's got to be about the, the audience... It's got to be about that inspiration, yeah, yeah. how you're inspiring them. And and obviously you're getting a lot of stuff out of it as well, as you should do. Yeah. Um, uh, over the years, I've spent a lot of time in Wigan. I, I, um, my eldest son's 19 and he's grown up in Wigan. And um, yeah. I used to work there. I lived in Atherton for quite a while as well. Yeah. So I know that's not, that's across the board. We don't mention that, you know, the thing between <laughs> Lee and Wigan. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, we, we put it all together. But the, the identity and stuff that I, I noticed a lot, because I worked for probation, I used to take the lads out on community service and things like that. And I'm talking to my lad now, and I talk about the arts, and me and Paul do loads of stuff and they invite him all the time. And it's like, no, I'm going to the gym. No, I'm not I'm not coming to that. And I'm thinking, mate, you've got a whole world mm-hmm. here open to you of uh, mm-hmm. theatre, art, music, spoken word, all sorts of stuff. And he's like, nope, going out with my mates. And it was that. Milltown yeah. mentality, you know, we work hard. I've always found everybody in Wigan to be grafters. Yeah. But it's afterwards, it's, I go to the pub. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't seem to be yeah. a real... Yeah, it's pretty much that um, live for the weekend, Saturday night, Sunday morning type of thing. We spend all the time uh, in the factory or whatever, and then at the weekend, it's just a blowout. That's um, exactly what like we did. Said, the whole gym thing. Yeah. But like, I mean, I, I must admit, yeah, I, I do that. Like my favorite thing to do is go to the pub. You know, I, I'll admit <laughs> yeah, that it, it um, was mine. We had this conversation before, but yeah, you know, it was yeah. mine. But I love pubs. I love the social yeah. interaction. Pubs with your mates, great. But again, that's part of the community. That's what it is. Like I say, that's that's a British in- institution. That's that's what you do. It's you know, like in, if you go and live in California or something, you're probably going to go or Australia, like surfing, is probably you know yeah. the thing what you do. You know, I mean, you're not going to go surfing on Formby Beach here. So, so you know, it's what what do you do? You go to the pub. That that's you know that's what it is. And that it becomes you, like I said, part of you and part of your writing. It was something you said earlier though uh, about you spent a lot of time in the social clubs and the bowling clubs. One of the things I I've noticed massively, Wigan has retained that. Uh, the rugby clubs, the social clubs, the that's yeah. where community is. That's where everybody goes for their entertainment yeah. to meet each other. You know, it's real mm. strong um, side of sort of the Wigan culture and who you are, isn't it? Which which club you yeah. are, you a member of or where you go? Do you know what I mean? But when when yeah. did the um, have you performed any of the poetry? Any of this? You, I mean, first and foremost, do you pass it as poetry or spoken word? Not that it makes much difference, but it's a question I ask. I don't know, like, people, yeah, I mean, people say that. I mean, I just say, like I said before, I was like, I'm a writer, I don't, you know. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, like, you know, like, writer, filmmaker, or just writer. I mean, that's what I do, I just write, like, you know, um, it could be anything, you know, like, in two months' time, I could go, I've written a song, um, or I've written, you know, like a lyricist or whatever, but, yeah, I just, I just class myself as a writer I don't say I mean yeah you probably would say it's spoken word um but for me if someone said well I'm a writer because you know I do write that but I'm I also write scripts um short stories stories 
um, you know, work that I've done in the past and stuff that's been um, technically done some, um, I did some stuff for Rugby AM um, sort of before lockdown, which was, um, you know, some, it was kind of like bedtime stories, what's on CBBC, but it was right. rugby based. Right. I've done about four or five for them and it was, yeah, they were, I mean, it was, I enjoyed it, but, you know, again, I wouldn't go, I'm a children's writer. Um, no, you know, I, love, I just, yeah, I just stick to the term, right? I love that, mate. Uh, uh, you know, and because uh, it's kind of like, it, it's exactly yeah. what it is. I mean, don't, one thing I'd ever say, baby, you know, you're trying to wait, you make, make your way in that industry is don't pigeonhole yourself because there'll be plenty of people who are looking to pigeonhole you. And and you if you turn around and said that to a lot of people, yeah. they go, what? Well, 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 yeah, but you must be, <laughs> you must be this or you must be that. And you go, no, no, I just yeah. I just do everything. And that really scares them because they go, you know. Maybe and Paul change our LinkedIn bio profiles every week. We yeah. had something different in just to confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> so so have, have you performed any of this? Have you performed any of this live? Were you performing before lockdown? Um, no, um, pretty much. I have done a couple of... Um, things on Instagram and over Zoom and that's it. Um so I've actually not live in front of people. Um yeah, but I've I've put myself down for a few, obviously in the next couple of months when stuff's up and running again. Right. Um but no, um I mean I'm not too fussed because I've I've done stuff in front of people before. Like I say I've Q and A's about films and stuff and then in the younger, younger days being in a band and things like that, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting actually in front of people and seeing how people react to it and stuff. So, um, but yeah, as now, I've just done a couple of, just kind of similar to what we're doing now, really. It's funny because we've, you know, spoken to quite a few people. I mean, I know you listen to, to one of the apps or a couple of the apps and yeah. um, some of them have, have got into it during lockdown. Some of yeah. them were doing it before lockdown. Um, some of them are, are, are like, you know, never performed before, but they've really mm. got the bug for it. Now, whether they carry that through, I mean, it doesn't really matter. No. Um, but, the, you know, in in most of the cases, they're, they're good, more than good enough to go out there and do it. Um, and, you know, as someone who wouldn't do it, because it's just not my thing, uh, I love to see people up there who... who You've got that kind of talent, you know what I mean? Just to because you'll inspire other yeah, people. Can you do some stuff for us? Yeah, yeah. If there's any issue, like I say, I don't mind recording them and sending you all, sending them over to you. Um because that's, that's perfect them. now, James. It's yeah. spot on now, mate. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I'll start off with one that's a bit more I know a lot of people like to go with serious ones, but I like to start with some little jokey stuff. Um, this is one of my favorite ones. This um, you could probably guess where where and when I wrote it. It's called Bog Roll. Um, <clears throat> Cushion layers enriched with lotion, soft and fragrant for every bowel motion. Always follow this strict routine. It's damn sure to keep your bum all clean. Must always wipe from front to back when cleaning up your dirty ass crack. Use enough roll to make a boxing glove on your fist. Make sure there's plenty so there's not covered in shit. Once the mess is cleared, use one last layer to make sure it's all disappeared. Pull up your kecks and check on your poo. Then it's all good to flush on Don't Lou. Now to initiate the final demand is to lather up in soap and wash those hands. Yeah, so... 
<laughs> I wasn't expecting that as a as a initial one, mate. That was tough. Yeah, I um, I like yeah. I know a lot of people tend to you know have a lot of writing stuff about what's been going on the past year, but yeah, for me, I'd rather just go for a bit of a. Oh no, Dave Viney, one of the uh, guys we know that's uh, well established on the scene, has said to me the other week. He said, "I'm just dreading when the open mic work uh, starts again." He said, "We're just going to end up with a thousand COVID poems." Yeah. yeah. So the more yeah. you avoid it, the better, mate. To be totally honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of again, a couple of like one of my ace mates shoots stuff for uh, Nymphs and Fugs, which is like um, Matt Abbott. I don't know if you know him. Um, he's like big on the spoken word scene, right? Um, and they always get like a lot of big uh, poets and stuff on there, like Selena Godden and Toria Garber and stuff who tour usually with John Cooper Clark and that. But like, because obviously it's like an open mic thing, so they'll headline, and then obviously people who are there will just get up and do stuff. But he said a lot of it is pretty similar yeah. kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but for me, I, I just write about what I find funny, what I know. Um, you know, I, that, that's just what I do. It's the same in any t- any of my writing. Do you know what, um, mate? You should have wrote for the government when this all kicked off and they said, you know, you got to wash your hands for three minutes, you know, look to a nursery, <laughs> nursery rhyme or whatever. <laughs> you should have wrote that. You missed a trick there, mate. I know. I'm thinking that sometimes, like, I might, you know, start to become, I mean, I'm not into politics, but, yeah, going that angle with it and trying doing something for change. But, you know, um I think I'll just stick to me writing for, for the time being. Um, but yeah, I'll do a couple more for you. Like I say, I've got, um, I'll do can a you, bit. Can of you do that after, afternoon at the GGs? Yeah, yeah, of course. I'll just have to uh, have a look for it. Um, but um, You've ruined his rhythm now, Paul. We had them all lined up. Um, but no, I want to read, because this is, because like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start doing more. Um, I'm thinking of putting a lot of short stories together doing that as a book or whatever. Um, so I'm just going to read you sort of um, a little snippet of one of them that I'm writing. Um, it's called The Ballad of Reggie Caldwell. Six foot nine, 18 stone, a lethal left. Dance around the ring as if he was a middleweight. That was Reggie Caldwell, British heavyweight champ. Born and raised in Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland he laced up the gloves and learned to box before he could even wipe his own ass. An amateur champion by the age of 13, undefeated and untested. He bullied bigger boys around the ring, slashing at the ribs with combinations before that looping left sent them face first into the canvas. A few older boys managed to make the final bell, but their faces changed forever. Gashes and cuts would become permanent, reminders of the day they fought Reg Caldwell. At the age of 17, he began to fight for the real prize, money. Some of his early contests had had more ease and simplicity than the majority of his amateur bouts. Men way past their best, thrown into the new up-and-coming lion, willing to beat the snot of soul from them, all at a degrading price. As Reggie got better and better, he made his opponents look worse and worse. One Spanish fighter stumbled back to his corner, weeping. All this for that grand prize. Yeah, so that's like a first bit um, that I've written. And I've also uh, That's got another one as well. Mate. It's really, uh, I was drifting into that story then. It's one of them where it's like, you've yeah. left me hanging now. I'll read the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? That's what I keep thinking because I, I, I did a, um, a thing on Instagram the other week 
And I've also started writing about a stag do that I went to in Hamburg. And I obviously I'd done because I'd only just started writing that one. So um, it was only like the first little bit. And then people were saying to me, oh, I want to hear it best. And I was like, you'll have to wait. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's, that, like I said, you know, I just write whatever, you know, whatever I fancy and whatever I want to write, whether it's, like I say, poems or books or whatever, then I'll do it or screenplays. James, yeah. if you've got ever need any help or you've got any ideas for projects and things like that, the the charity, Manx Spirit Charity, yeah. is there for you. Basically, me and Paul have found yeah, it. Yeah, well, but it's there as a platform for everybody, mate. That's what it's we did it for. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. There. I mean, I've got. I mean, I've been off script writing for a while. I've written a couple of shorts recently, which again I just wrote because I had the idea and I fancy writing um you know and i've got a few features stuff as well um you know that's one is about rugby league as well so you know and i've got one about darts and social clubs and stuff so you know i'm always that i'd love to work on that it's another massive it's that folklore and then local stories and especially the social clubs i mean uh, I'm just thinking, I used to, when I worked on community service, we used to use work at a lot of the rugby clubs. Uh, the lads would go out and we'd do a, a lot of the litter picking and groundwork. But we used to use the one in Skulls. Do you know the where the McDonald's is now? Oh, yeah. The, um, yeah. Yeah, what was it? I've been to a few dues there. Well, um, I was thinking if that's the area that you lived in, we used to use that yeah. place, and we used to run uh, an old people's uh, lunch club. You know where they got yeah. they'd come in and get a free meal cut by the people on probation yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, mate, there's some real characters in there. I love that place. Yeah, I always wanted to uh, set up like a bit of a community cinema thing in Wigan because mm. you see a lot of them like in the cities and that, but not in. And I thought it'd be good because used to get a lot of old people that the social clubs had closed or the friends and family and the partners had, and they didn't have children and stuff, they passed away. So they were like kind of, everything was changing around them and they're on their own. And I thought, hey, good would it be if you get someone, you know, like me that was in the 20s, you know, loving a film like... In your said, 30s now, mate. Sport in life. In your 30s well, yeah. now. In the, back, in the, back in the day when I was in my 20s. <laughs> um, yeah, and I thought, hey, good would it be if you get some guy that's, you know, or someone that comes and goes, you know, you know, that's like 80... And then you say, oh, I love this film, this sporting life or Room at the Top or something. And they're like, oh, I love that. And then, you know, even though it's like you've got 50, 60 years between you, you've got so much in common because you're into these films. Yeah. Um, you know, Having and that's that what thing in common that's ideal. I mean, we did, the, we were filming Casino the other day and we, uh, Ruspin Stanley, who actually set up Wigan Casino originally, yeah. uh, he came on the day and we, we had Joe who was the writer? How old's Joe, Paul? Late 20s. Yeah. They were talking about their shared love of Northern Soul music. I mean, you've got a guy yeah. there in the late 20s and, and Russ must be in his 70s. Yeah. And it, But yeah. you didn't see the age, mate, because they just both loved Northern Soul music. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, true. as well, the, the big difference with that is if you were discussing politics, you'd, fucking fall, you'd fall out within 10 minutes. Yeah. Whereas if it's art, if it's a film, you can have a disagreement about it, but it very rarely yeah. turns violent. You know, oh, I like Star Wars. Oh, I like, like Battlestar Galactica. Do you know what I mean? And you start it creates fighting. nostalgia, doesn't it? I mean, a, a lot of 
Um, I never went drinking with my dad. He wasn't into football. He wasn't into stuff. that Our shared love was films, you know, and, yeah. and it was the thing when that's probably what I bought in most of his birthdays was DVDs or something like that. Yeah. And even now, say I'm sat up late and a certain film comes on, whether it's Highlander or Silent mm. Running or something like that. Yeah. I sit and watch it and know that my dad's there with me, even though he's been gone eight years. Yeah. But by yeah. watching that film, that's is there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's I think that's what art does more than anything yeah. else. Well, yeah, that's that's the way that, like I said, um, clubs and that, I, you know, that's kind of, as I said, it shaped me as a person, I think, the way I look at things and the way especially that I write. Because I was yeah. obviously you know, I was really close to my nan and granddad. Um, you know, my nan's still alive. Um but my granddad's been gone, well, be about fifteen years now. Um, so it's it's one of them, you know. Whenever I do go to it, it always just makes me, you know, think about it. And I don't, you know, sometimes I guess yeah, you do feel a bit upset or whatever, because I kind of think oh, I'd love to like for him to see me now, as you know what I've done and what I'm interested in, and for him to see something that I've made, and for him to know it's kind of like you inspired me so much. Yeah. To becoming, you know, who I am. Um, you're, you're his legacy. Yeah. The fact that you've actually said that—that that he inspired you to do—he's already proud of you, mate. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's kind of like you know what I think about it. Um, right, well, you tell us when you want to set up your film club or whatever it's called, lunch club, film club, or whatever. Come to us yeah. and with a charity, we'll make it happen, mate. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, definitely for that. But not in Leeds. Me, me and Paul aren't coming not in Leeds. He's living in Leeds <laughs> at the moment. We're not oh, doing anything in Leeds. I thought it was in it, Wigan. It's only a narrow way. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think, yeah, because I think if it was to do it, I was somewhere like Wigan would be the best place to do it because, like I said, with Leeds, it's got a lot of students and a lot of things. So I think it's a completely different setup. Yeah. Um, well, then you can, obviously you've got you know, like your, um, your, your areas outside of the main city and stuff. But yeah, Wigan obviously is the main place to do it because obviously that's what it needs and it doesn't have anything like that at all. How does how does how do you Leeds compare to Wigan for you? Um, I mean, I think the reason is obviously because, as you said, it's still in Wigan. It's kind of you know you've got your sporting stuff is really like the big thing and then there's not anything else other than that really I suppose there's not like I said I mean there are little uh, things and setups and stuff um, but obviously you come to Leeds and there's same as if you went to Manchester or Birmingham you know um, obviously you know London but you don't want to go down there um, <laughs> no <laughs> so that's what I mean it's like, I spent a lot of time in Manchester as well with my films and stuff like that because obviously that and Liverpool were kind of obviously slap bang in the middle of those two cities but they'll all obviously have a lot going on there's more places for you to perform whereas as if you was to say Wigan it's oh we don't really do that or you do it nobody turns up or one person turns up you know no um, that's that's really interesting mate I mean I know that you mentioned the fire within before and I know I'm a um a relatively big supporter of what we're going to try to do. They're tons better now than what they were 
uh, in terms of arts and culture yeah. and everything else. And I know that was the big thing for him. There's a lot of money behind it. But ultimately, it's like Manchester International Festival, which I'm kind of turning around yeah. to now and, and you know, probably more supportive than what I've ever been because it's better than doing nothing. Not because I think it's doing a great job. I don't think it's better than doing yeah. nothing. But if the people that it's supposed yeah. to be, you know, um, getting involved don't think it's working for them, then it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter that Wigan Council turn around and say, we're doing an excellent job of the arts. If people out there or a good proportion of them are saying, yeah, but I'm not seeing it. Especially yeah. if they move to fucking Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for you, I think that is. But I mean, generally, it's you've got to listen to what, people are saying and if you're if you if you if you perceive and you want you you're not the only one i'm telling you now that well actually i don't see that happening then they're either not doing enough and this mm. is not just wigging this is anywhere yeah but, you know we're shining a light on wigging at the moment and there's a tons and tons of positive stuff out there and we could absolutely turn this conversation into a into a massive positive by like Demi said before you know if, if we could make something like that happen in terms of you know, that kind of um, film club. And I know Wigan uh, Film Society do something kind of similar. Um, yeah, that's Lee, uh, Lee Film Society. Yeah, oh, Lee Film Society. Oh, God, yeah, I can't, you know, can't get them mixed up, can I? <laughs> I'm straight off the Christmas card list. I'm not from Lee. I'm not from Wigan. Yeah, it's, all, it's like Manchester Salford, mate. Honestly, we're used to it. But, yeah. Uh, can, can, can you do some more stuff, mate? Yeah, definitely. I've got the um, I've got your request up, so right. I'll uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll give like I say on my Instagram and stuff. I've got a ton of videos that I've made with a lot of my stuff on it. So if you give us your Instagram you, handle, mate, just so it's in here. Um, James Walton writer, it is right. Cool. Walton, not Bolton. Like I always say, because people say James Bolton, I'm like, mate, I'm from Wigan for once. So I don't say Bolton. Um, and I always say like the Waltons, and then especially people that around my age are a little bit older or younger. They just look at me with a blank stare and I'm like, John boy, <laughs> Waltons. And I'm like, I don't know what you're looking at me. So, yeah, my kids yeah. are like that when I show them a CD. They go, what? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's all that about? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm getting to, I'm getting into that now. I've had a few things like that happened to me and I'm like, oh God, I am getting old. <laughs> um, but yeah, James Walton writer it is on Instagram. Right, cool. Um, right, yeah. Afternoon at the GGS. I never thought it all that a booze sort weekend for common twat. Lasses out in short, short dresses. Lads, lads, lads arriving masses. So much fake tan, twice as much on every man. At the behest of the horse, bookies offer fortunes to change your life. No more struggling, no more strife. The horse falls; it must be shot. But you couldn't give a toss because you lost a lot. But now the real fun begins. Fags, drugs and all kind of sins. Prosecco and pints, spewing up and fights. Her extensions torn out. Beer belly blokes out for count. It all became a scene reminiscent of the hills of eyes. Horses seem more civilised. And I got another one that's a bit more serious. Right. Um, which being on dull, as I can imagine, more people than ever can probably relate to. Um, signing on dull, text piss out your soul. Brass that's lent won't cover the rent. 
real bad news, you need scavenge for food. Forget gas and lecky, no chance for brekkie. Shoes have holes, rips and tears in your clothes. Real bad news, no money for booze. Another serious issue, the expensive price of decent toilet tissue. A freezing cage shower, leaving you for sh- shiver and cower. The real bad news, it worsens your blues. But I ain't got a choice but to get on doll. I'll just have to settle with a few quid for me soul. So that's my kind of serious ones, I guess. I like that, mate. I, I just think it's dead, uh, you know, without sounding wanky, it's just dead real. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it, and there's definitely a theme of toilet paper running through a lot of your work. <laughs> yeah, that was like, I must have a thing about toilet paper. I think I he does a lot of his writing sat in a very small room, Paul. Yeah, I think oh, yeah. I think you're looking for sponsorship. Sponsored <laughs> <laughs> yeah. by Andrex. <laughs> yeah. All the, the tissues uh, are available. I mean, you can imagine yeah, yeah. Dave listening to that. S- sorry, mate. I, I, I was just going to say, uh, Damo, listening to the when I first heard, I don't, and I can't understand. I, I think someone had liked it on on Instagram that I follow, and I just saw it that you know an afternoon at GG's, and there's a there's a video, which is quite an arty video. Yeah, but it, did you film that as well, or is is that just stock no. footage? Yeah, um, yeah. I um, what I did was um, I just obviously like a lot of the stuff that I do film. Um, well, then some stuff I got for you know pretty much free footage and things um because again that was done during lockdown and obviously um i thought it'd be a bit difficult to get that sort of stuff because my original idea was to mash a load of drunk idiots together you know um on the video but again i was like i'm either gonna have to get footage or wait another god knows how many months till you start letting people in so a lot of stuff I've had to use stock, like free stock footage. Well, mate, it works. Um, I mean, it absolutely yeah. works. And, and and again, I love that that it just builds up that. I see. I don't think you can write that kind of stuff unless you 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 have seen it. You're part of that. You know, I have. I mean, I've been at the races with my mm-hmm. mates and 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 done all all sorts of things. And I'm you know yeah. not casting aspersions here, but you're, you're writing about what. What you know, and it means you know it does. I mean, it, it does. It tells that story, and it brings back so many memories. You know, and you just think, yeah. oh Christ, yeah. And it's it's yeah. spot on. It's spot yeah. on. It's, it's it's these people have got the races. You think, oh well, I, you know, I'm middle class now because <laughs> I've got the races at Chester, yeah. and then so as soon as they get a bit of Stella down them, the they're fighting each other. And that's just yeah. the women. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, usually you'll find now it's everyone turns up and it's a big group of lads all dressed like they're in Peaky Blinders. Um, <laughs> you know, that's usually what you'll find. I mean, I've yeah. not got anything against I mean, I, you know, I watched a bit of the show, but, you know, um, it's just that thing of they all follow. It's the same thing with the gym thing, you know. Yeah. Everyone, everyone goes to the gym now. Um, yeah, you know, but I'd rather write something you know, I think that makes me feel a lot better. Like I said, all my life I've played football and rugby and stuff. So it's not that I don't want to play any sport, but I just find writing is more therapeutic and gets more out there. And yeah. But it, it's, it's just that sitting there and watching that kind of stuff unfold. I love it because you, you, you just know, I mean, as long as nobody gets hurt, but you sat there and you think yeah. you can see, you can spot it. And I think if you are from certain parts of the world, you have that sixth sense. 
and you just think, oh, it's going here. <laughs> it's going, something's going to happen. And you can spot who it's going to be. You can say it's going to be him, it's going to be her. And all your mates are saying, it's going to be you. Uh, and you just sit there and you you just watch it kick and you just know. And it's like it all yeah, yeah. unfurls in slow motion. And it is like a... Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah, and and you think, you know, is, yeah. is this is this being filmed? Because <laughs> it's yeah, but that's so part of the, part of the entertainment and... of going out, Paul. Yeah, of course it is. You always I'm... pick the best seat to because you can. You first go in and clock everybody, and then you think, right, oh, it's going to kick off. But, right, I'll get this seat, so I'm far enough away, but I can still watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that nowadays, you know, you go out. I mean, my eldest lad is nineteen, and you know, I'm not a massive fan of him going into Manchester or whatever. But you know, there's yeah. so many dickheads out now who and it was never right if you got a punch but if you got a punch all right you know if you were very very unlucky but something else might happen from that but nowadays it's just it's just you know it's like all bets are off there's so many idiots out there uh yeah. off the heads and all sorts all over the place yeah we had a you bit just of- gotta be really really careful well we were filming a short film on saturday um like me and my housemates and stuff for a project um and because it was basically, um, it was filmed at a pub and stuff. So obviously, as you would, have a few pints afterwards. Yeah. Um, so then we obviously got um, got back home, obviously pretty uh, soused. And, um, you know, we tend to break out the karaoke machine. Um, yeah. And then we'd been nipped to the shop to get some uh, more drink and that. And then I was in the kitchen, one of my ace mates upstairs, and then, um, my other two eighth mates were in the front room um, and I heard them talking to someone I was like oh who's that and um, I went into thinking it was about eight lads who'd been in the shop when we were in they were clearly like coked off their head and you know all jumping all over each other you know like lads 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 yeah yeah um, yeah and they were just going round their street just opening people's doors and like because obviously we had music on and that they must have thought it was like a party and um, usually I'm one of them me like, especially if I had a drink a lot I'll not I mean, I'm not like an obit. I don't go out state fights, but like I'll not back down. Yeah, but I managed to like hold my thingy pretty well. But then and then they just went off. But it was like, you know, one of them, the furthest one back, the tallest one was like, yeah, yeah, come on then. And then all his other mates were like, no, sorry, and that type of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. And I had my latics on as well. And one was like, oh, latics, mate. I was like, he was like, oh, fist pump, fist pump. And I was like, no, nah, you're alright, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's kind of like it's one of those things that could just, you know, change in an instant, and it and for, mm. for absolutely nothing other than yeah, a but coming to your thing. door as well. That's not in the middle of town, is it? If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I've usually found to be fair. I mean, obviously, I lived in Wigan longer, but I always find that even from being at uni and stuff, and I've been in Leeds and what have you, I've always found that Wigan's been the worst for like people kicking off. Town centres, um, uh, Bolton, Rochdale. I've seen more trouble in Ashton, places like yeah. that, than I ever saw in Manchester City Centre. Oldham was, yeah. was always the one for me. Oldham was just like the. I mean, they'd all come down from. It sound like a film. They'd all come in from the hills, of all the little villages, <laughs> and, and you know, and and it it'd always always kick off. I just wouldn't go anywhere near it. Wouldn't go anywhere near yeah. it. But we're not. Yeah. We're not doing anything in Oldham, so we can say that. You know why? Too many people know each other's business. So yeah. grudges yeah. and things yeah. carry on. And then when they see somebody, it triggers it all again. And that's exactly yeah. what, what I, you know, whereas Manchester City Centre, you can go there 10 times over and never see the same person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? 
yeah. I think that's when I've actually sort of analysed it a bit. That's the reason. Mm. I got sucker punched once by this guy. In, you know, do you know the Tudor in Wigan next to yeah. bus station? <laughs> yeah, been in yeah. there loads of times, mate. Yeah, there used to be a thing when they used to have hair fest. People used to go off down there. And um, I was sat on this bench and this girl sat next to me and started talking to me. And then the next thing I know, I just got uppercut. My nose started like pissing blood. Claret all day in my face. And then, yeah. And then this guy was like, oh, sorry. He was like, I thought you were chatting her up. And I was like, mate, she just sat next to me and started talking to me. Yeah, and he just sucker punched me. Yeah. But, yeah, never had anything like that in Leeds or anything. But, yeah, in Wigan, plenty of times with stuff like that. People kicking off and what have you. So, yeah, we'll definitely put that out. That'll be for the tourist board. Yeah. <laughs> tourist board. Yeah. yeah. Don't come to Leeds. Yeah. yeah don't come to Wigan. I mean, listen, it, Wigan's no different from any other working class. I mean, that's, you know, as much as they're trying to change the, the whole narrative of, of, of what Manchester is and the people that are there, Manchester's a working class city predominantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Certainly its DNA is, so it's no different. Yeah than any of the sitters in the borough. Yeah, there's a lot of great people, like you say. There's always going to be that where people trying to change it all because they've got the money. Yeah. Um, I know so many people like that. And, you know, if you've got the money, then whatever walk of life it is, you know, you're always going to have that, I'd say, one step further, but it's probably more than that. Um, you know, I know so many people funding whatever like that. They've never made a film before, never done anything before. Yeah, they've been handed a big wedge of cash to make some yeah, someone that's funded all their own stuff and done that won't get won't get a penny. Um yeah. and it happens and I was like that's that's I think especially again with all that's going on at the minute. Um you know I think I I you know I have a, a poem that I've written um and it was kind of like, I think it's called pandemic epidemic. And I was like, pandemic in, in, in Britain is nothing new. I was like, you just look at the class system that's still there. Have you got you that know, now? I know a lot of people. Have you got that poem? Yeah. Yeah, do that one. Just for you. It's quite a long one, I think. Let's have a look. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's nothing new. So yeah, pandemic in Britain is not new. There's many that are riddled through our towns and cities. Homelessness is some that many choose to ignore. An epidemic is where they are already judged as a drug addict or an alky. Never thinking what the reasons for their current plight may be. The class system is another epidemic that swarms our tiny island, turning those everyday people against one another. Against those who come to this country, hoping for some hard graft to lead to a better and more fulfilling life. But when an invisible killer invades our land, killing the elderly, the weak and the poor. We never contemplate that those really hurting us are already embedded on our shores and there lies the true invisible killer. So, yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Like I say, I don't, you know, I try to keep a lot of the stuff more upbeat. Um, well, James, you're you know, dead right because if everyone goes back to the way it was before COVID and go, all oh, yeah. right, it's gone now, right? We'll just go yeah. back to being horrible to each other, which they are doing. <laughs> I mean, you can see it now. Every, every everything seems to be getting back to 
yeah. you know, from the amount of people out there, the amount of cars, the amount of, you know, people snapping at you when you're in the supermarket or glaring. There's not mm. as many smiles around. There was loads of smiles during the pandemic, I thought, which is ironic, really. But more people were smiling yeah, is, yeah. out and so about. Funny. I hear you are, right? Genuine concern for people. Yeah. Uh, all those people, who, like you were saying before, you know, pubs, proper community hubs who go there every day and nurse mm. a pint just to be with company. People were just that, generally so. more conscious of each other, I think, you know, well, you, and courteous to a certain yeah. extent, yeah. you know, and, and as I, me and Paul have discussed a few times, we've said part of the problem of this reopening and involving alcohol in it is people have forgot how to be nice to each other. You know, they forgot how to interact. Yeah. So there, there will be issues and there's a lot of people still very anxious. You know, Bearing in yeah. mind that James is on the lash, aren't you, for the next couple of days? Because you're going to uh, where's it going? Scarborough. Scarborough. Yeah. So just yeah, just you remember what Damien said. One yeah. of one of my old stomping grounds, Scarborough. Is it go and find the uh, cliff lift? And there's a pub oh, right right near the cliff lift at the top, like um, and that's a one of the best pubs in Scarborough. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking. I've only been there once. I only went a few weeks ago. Um, I'd never been before because obviously Blackpool was and Southport are the closest ones to Wigan, really. So obviously, I, you know, I've many a time been to Blackpool and stuff like that. Were the so, pubs yeah, open when you went, James? Um, yeah, it was just it, it was a red hot day as well. So I think they, yeah, because my mate came up because um, I hadn't seen him and he like lives alone, so he'd come up to see seals and that, and we. He drove us up there and we just went and had a pint. Um, but yeah, it was just open outside. But luckily it was red hot, so it weren't too bad. Um, it's yeah, a nice little boozer around Scarborough. I've, uh, I've, I used to be a union official, so we used to have conferences up there and go up for a week. So, yeah. yeah, I love like old school type pubs as well. Um, like, the only thing as well about being in Leeds is the cost of a pint, you know. Because obviously now stuff becomes new and trendy and stuff. You're lucky if you can get around for like, you know, about a tenner usually for a couple of drinks, like if it's just you and your mate or whatever. Yeah. So. Oh, it's not different here, mate. Yeah. It's no different here. Yeah, too bad you can get one for a couple of quid, but yeah. Um, I've got this other one here as well that I won't read for you. Um, As you could probably tell, well, I mean, said that, ones that I've read to you don't can much me talking about booze or anything but you'll probably find my love for the pub finds its way in a lot of my stuff um so this one's a bit more of a don't know i wouldn't say a love poem um but hey oh um it's called me myself and a beer i've got a video for that um on my instagram the first time in seven years i've spent it alone nobody with me Nobody end up born. I'm not usually the one for sentimental shite, especially on fucking Valentine's night. This time I try and find someone new. Think I found it in a beer or two. Never criticises, makes a sigh. It's by my side as I bubble and cry. I used to fucking hate me, myself and I. I could be one of the many that would take that chance to die. But talking with me old friend here, you know, the beer, I guess I've found something to live for. Also clear in a drunken haze, forgetting many a dour days. For when I'm feeling down, 
it keeps me around to pour another round. For it keeps me here, just me, myself and a beer. So whether you judge that as a as a bit of a a love poem, I don't know. It's a bit heavy, man. Um, it reminds me of my uh, my yeah, darker nights out, yeah. out drinking, mate. To be honest, yeah, I wrote that last. Would it have been last one? Not the Valentine's just gone because, well, yeah, the girl that I was, my ex that I was with was together for seven years, and then it was Valentine's uh, night, and then the bar that I worked in, I'd finished my shift, and yeah, I was just walking home, and then. Just because I always find that I write, I've got past the thing of sitting down to write now. Like now, I find I'll just write randomly because I'll just do it a lot of it on my phone. Um, because I don't like the thing of sitting myself down, forcing myself to write. Yeah. So yeah, I just wrote that. It just kind of just spilled out in one, really. So instead of staring at that horrible blank white screen, you mean? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's no, I mean, I, like I said to you before, I'm not, not drunk this year, but there's a place for, you know, there's definitely a place for having a pint and just yeah, getting lost in your thoughts. I mean, you know, then it everyone knows that it can become, it can yeah. become an issue. Yeah. But no, there's a, there, there, mate, there's a, there's an absolute place for that. And I bet as much as maybe it's pushed people over the edge, it's also brought plenty of other people back. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. yeah. I mean, you're talking, you're listening to you there, mate, and I feel very nostalgic for when I was younger because yeah. my whole life was, you know, up till about thirty, how it was based around the pub, you know, and it wasn't yeah. to get smashed. It was I could pretty much walk into most pubs in Manchester and know somebody, you know. It's my yeah. social life more than anything yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. It's like I suppose now people just like it's a little different now. Like you said, people go for a run or go to the gym or you know, what they call it, bass jumping and all stuff like that. It's just it's just a part of the thing where they feel comfortable. And I was like, for me, because, like, you know, I get quite bad with anxiety and and things like that. Um, and I guess, yeah, I suppose, you know, a lot of it, you know, um, I mean, it's not, I guess, the right medication, but I do enjoy going to the pub and having a drink. But it does, you know, as I say, sometimes in social circles, I guess, you know, it does relax you a little bit more. Whereas I yeah. guess now people smoke a, smoke a joint now to make themselves a bit more uh, calm. You know, I just I just like a pint. You know. Oh mate, I I don't. And listen, I when I first time I met my mates a couple of weeks ago since lockdown, and I I'm not been <clears> drinking, and I turned up and I was I was late because I had to do some other stuff, so I was a few hours late. And turned up and they were all off the heads, pissed up. And the ironic yeah. thing is nothing more ironic than having your pissed up mate saying, oh, have you got a drink problem? <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just going, no, I just, just don't, just yeah. knock it on the head. I just, you know, yeah. you know, I'm 50, I've been drinking since I was like nine. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and and they're all sat there all looking dead concerned and going, just, just get us another round in while I speak to some yeah. all about your yeah. drink problem. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> can you not see the irony here? So yeah. yeah, but it's also it's not just that it's the fa- uh, familiarity of it. I mean, you you were talking really, you know, I was listening earlier. You were talking really fondly about you when you were younger and spending time with your granddad, and you were going in them kind of places. So yeah, there is a connection yeah. there that when you're feeling anxious, you want to go and you know the smells of the pub, the yeah. being in that atmosphere yeah. again is taking you back to when you you felt loved and comfortable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Um, I, 
best way to look at it is taking a line from my favourite like ever sitcom, Holy Fools and Horses, is Doctor says I've got a drinking problem. I said, no, nah, it's not a problem. I like it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, that was like, you know. Nowadays, people always would like to send me for owners, always want to put a label on it, always want to overcomplicate it. And everyone knows what yeah. can become an issue and when it is an issue. Sometimes yeah. people just like going out and having some beers and just chilling out and, and that's it, the end of it, you know. But yeah. anyway, that's just the way we love. L- listen, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. I love yeah, your stuff. Yeah. I think really, um, massively talented there and we should definitely, definitely have a chat in terms of it because I've got Matt May Productions as well and we're, you know, we're doing stuff. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have a chat with you about that and the ideas that you've got, see if we can make anything uh, anything happen because I'm from the same kind of train as you know I'm not I'm too old to be hanging around uh, yeah. so you know we tend to get stuff done pretty yeah, quickly yeah, yeah. but but, uh, but definitely keep in touch mate um, definitely will do yeah thanks for having me on and yeah and happy uh, birthday great meeting you it's great meeting yeah. you and uh, you know uh, if we can help in it, if you come up with any projects that's in Greater Manchester it would help um, yeah, yeah well <laughs> no, yeah definitely like I said there's a lot of um, you know stuff that I'm always looking to do in that. So, yeah, definitely. Are there any scripts about the local area, James? You know, like... Um, yeah, I mean, my... Uh, the rugby one that I have is um, set half in Wigan and half Leeds. Um, and then the darts one um, is, again, Wigan, um, but with a lot of... Um, a lot of toing and froing and all that sort of stuff to like hauntings and Blackpool and what have you. I'd love to. It's I mean, it's up to you, but I mean, I don't think there's ever been a good film made about darts. So there's no, an I opportunity. Do, I, there. I sat here thinking. Yeah. Um, I, would would you would you let us have a read of that? Yeah, yeah, I can send it across. I've not done work on it for a while, but yeah, I'll definitely send. Right, it I, mean, I won't go on go any further, but but yeah, no, I'd be really. Is that is, is this a short? No, it's um, it's a feature because that's probably the only thing. Like, but originally, I did have the first ten pages as a short, which is um, pretty much a darts game, um, just in a pub. Uh, right. Yeah, between a working class lad and a someone a bit more snooty. Right, <laughs> but it does bring them together, like the game of darts and stuff. So um, there is that as well. Um, but yeah, I'll send I'll send it across definitely. You can have a read of it. Yeah, I'd love to, mate. I'd love, I'd love to. to do something around darts because it again that's another one of them levelers of being in the boozer. You don't know someone, yeah. you can just go, yeah, mate. You fancy a game of arrows? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Or a game of pool, putting your marker down and stuff like that. You know that. Yeah. Well, no one would play with me. Well, I, every time we played darts in the pub. Every single time, what a knobhead I was when I was younger and had a few beers. I'd just go, No, no, I won't do it this time. I want to promise. And they give me the darts and straight away, I throw them in the ceiling. <laughs> so every single time, and then they go, no, 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 Stop it. Stop. I go, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so, and they give me again. The first thing I do is throw them in the ceiling. What a bastard I was. Could but, be uh, yeah, I'm changed now. I'm, well, I'm not awkward at all. I'm a demo. Beryl from Austin still got a story of the time she went in for a baby sham and ended up with a dart at her head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, you have a good weekend, mate. It's lovely speaking to you. Yeah, you too. 
All right, James. Cheers, James. Take care, mate. All right. See you later.